What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. <laughs> I love that. That's Danny Boy singing right there. Oh, <laughs> oh man, he got skills. Oh, hell no. <laughs> not at all. Not, not one bit. All right, all right. <clears throat> okay, I have a would you rather, finally. Would you rather go back to age five with everything you know now? Or would you rather know everything now your future self will learn? So everything, everything that you, would you rather know everything now that your future self will learn? So would you rather, again, go back to age five with everything you know now, or would you rather know everything now about your what your future self will learn? Mm. Mm. That's pretty tough. <laughs> that is yeah, tough. it's good. Take some time to think about it because now I got to think about it too. That's I mean, not a fast answer. I feel like, well, I, out of, off top, I think that the five-year-old me would not be able to handle mm-hmm. everything I know, right? I know now. So I don't think it would be fair to put it on the little guy. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say that m- there might be some benefits because I think mm. where mm. I am now in life, maybe the five-year-old me would just continue to be uh, myself freely and not feel what do you call it? Like feel less than, you know, from being, I've talked about it before of like being a young Mm -hmm. person and being constantly corrected, being too feminine, Mm. uh, behaving too feminine, being around the girls all too much. And so just all that constant um, correction that has been built up. I think if I know now what I know, uh, it would have, it could have been beneficial for me back then to just continue to be resilient and be free and be me, but I don't know. Mm. It feels it, it still feels like it's too tough uh-huh. for a five year old to hold all that. Really, I think so. I agree yeah. with you totally. Um, for me, I would agree to do the same, but I rather um, not know um, at what five. I've, at five because I know at five I was. Just very playing around, and I was a tomboy. Mm. Um, Shout out to the tomboys. Yep, that's me. <laughs> I'm totally still a tomboy. Even I'm wearing Shout out to the still tomboys. <laughs> I was a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> but um, without um, all the things that we've gone through in life and having faith, I mm. think my faith grew as all the things that I've gone through in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm really thankful for not knowing and depending on God and knowing that I could depend on him to seek, you know, push me through all my hard challenges and, you know, I, identity and people understanding me and stuff like that. So that's mm. just me. How about you? Uh, I For sure, I would um, go back to the age of five with everything <laughs> I know. I, I, I would totally do things different. 
you know, and like, and I'm thinking about like just where we are economically. Like, I totally would have just been like, I- I'm going to school, getting a job, and buying a home hella fast. You know, <laughs> like I'm doing all these things to save up. I'm spending time, you know, right with my family. You know, I'm being hella mm-hmm. intentional. I know, I know, it probably would have been, it probably would have looked like a lot of pressure during that time for like a five year old. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at the five year old me during that time. I had a lot of free time, you know, so. Um, there but your but your ability. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that we're dumb when we're five, but yeah. like <laughs> we just know so much more now. It's like, mm-hmm. damn, to think of a five year old holding all of that. That's that's stressful. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> but when you also think about it too, you know, you're also thinking that you know what we know now. But at the same time, like knowing that we're going back to our five year old, we're we're also going to be wise on how we kind of like you know give it to our five-year-old self you know it's mm-hmm. like i don't think i'm gonna be like i know i i know the stuff i know now but i'm not, I'm not gonna be like here five-year-old take all this meat you know i'm gonna be like i'm gonna give you the pieces of this and pieces no of that. but see i didn't i didn't see that <laughs> hey we interpret we this differently no, we can't give increments you said everything you know now <laughs> everything i know but i didn't say how you are you gonna give it oh, to them hell hell no. oh hell so. no because i mean so i think to answer your question i would do the opposite i would want to know everything I would know when I'm old mm. now because then I think it can inform how I live uh, the rest of my life now True. right because mm. maybe to know all of that in the future is to move more um, more resiliently more, take yeah. more chances and all those things yeah. so that I don't end up maybe a way I don't want to see myself Yeah, versus the the reverse and like yeah. hold all of these big, yeah. these big things uh, as a five year old. Yeah, and, and I'm also <laughs> also keeping in mind as well. You know, I'm thinking about the loved ones I've lost. Mm. You know, like I would have loved to spend time with them a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah. also thinking about language. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, because I, I moved out at about, like, around 11, 12-year-olds. And, got, you know, I moved out with my a Filipino family. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's where I lost my language. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I wish I can go back and say, damn, I, I I wish I just would have hung out with my parents and just kind of allowed them to really keep the language within me. But, you know. You did what? I moved out. Oh, wow. At the age of 11. Like, I grew up with a Filipino family. Dang. Yeah. Like in the foster? No, 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 no. They, they, no, they were more like our next door neighbors. But they had the bigger house. We had like the one bedroom home where like we all lived together. <sighs> so, you so know, they took you in? Yeah, they took me in and I lived with them. I literally packed oh, wow. all my stuff and said, hey, I'm living with y'all. <laughs> so, you know, it was it was <laughs> like something wow. that was like well we you were... learn something new yeah. <laughs> so yeah I mean there. Are, it, it, I, th- I consider a lot of things in my life like I wish I could have done this because mm-hmm. I wish I would have had language now because now mm-hmm. I'm trying to learn language mm-hmm. I'm trying to sharpen up in culture you know so all that was given to me when mm-hmm. I was younger mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. but I you know due to just certain living situations and mm-hmm. just whatever I kind of chose this way so yeah cool, cool. but yeah five year old for sure. <laughs> what about you, Kicker? I mean, I I prefer not to know. Like um, I shared earlier, that I it's good to for me to, I mean, depend on God mm. than know everything that's happened. But I agree. Like I I wish I could spend more um, time with my loved ones and know the language a little bit better instead of one. Like I I could speak full Tongan and understand it, but. On my Samoan side, I I could um, only understand. Mm. Yeah, so I wish I could do all those things, but in the same time, I rather just depend on God and faith because it's actually pushed mm. me through a lot of heartaches and breakups. 
mm-hmm. maybe breakups with my my own self and stuff. So, oh, yeah. mm. say that again. <laughs> that you know the, mm. what, what you were saying, partner, about like uh, I'd rather know what I know now. Yeah, it made me think about this. Um, this scene in Beetlejuice. Do y'all remember the film Beetlejuice? Yeah. <laughs> and how when when uh, the couple died and they went to to some place where the dead go and they were waiting in the lobby mm-hmm. and the, there was a woman yeah. checking them in yep. and she said, if I knew then what I know now, I might not have had my little accident. Mm-hmm. And she showed her wrists. Mm-hmm. When I was young, I never knew what that meant. But now that I'm older, I get it. Yeah. But it makes me think of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like if I knew then cool. what I knew now, you know, maybe we wouldn't have had mm-hmm. all these breakups with ourselves yeah. or all these moments. But mm-hmm. but those moments are also, I feel like, what has built us to yeah. be who we are. Life so. lessons. Right. right. Yeah. Okay, that was a pretty deep one. I got a pretty uh, light one, okay? So let me give a light one. Because, <laughs> you know... You know, we can take ones. shit philosophical. Yeah. Or we just be hella ratchet. It don't matter. Okay, this is, a, this is a light one. A fun one, I hope. I hope. Okay. Would you rather have to fart loudly during every <laughs> serious conversation or burp after every kiss? <laughs> I'll ask you one more time to give you guys some time to think would you rather have to fart loudly during every serious conversation (laughs) it's a serious conversation y'all or burp after every kiss I think fart. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> bruh, that's disrespectful, bro. A serious a conversation. I'm going to say fart as well. Oh, my <laughs> God. You're not in the mood. Why am I over here going against it? I would fart too. Because I'm not trying to burn after every kiss, bro. Right. That's kissing disgusting. Is, kissing is very... Um, sensual you know yeah. I mean I know yeah. folks are, you know like sex is important but mm-hmm. I think kissing is the most important yeah. part and so like having to burp after is just like <laughs> be turned off yeah. you ain't getting another yeah. kiss I, I would have a hard time with burping or, um, but how are you gonna explain yourself after every serious conversation after, when you fart what are you gonna say I mean you're having like you're, 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 you're just having a deep ass conversation serious what are you gonna say Excuse me? That's natural. <laughs> Give a fuck. Um, medical condition. No. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, I appreciate that. I just yeah. needed to lighten the mood real quick. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. That's it. Good answers. Good answers. I'm with you. Sure? She's trying to catch. That's some good conversation. <laughs> That's some good conversation, man. Oh, man. That's cool. What's up, y'all? Y'all tapping <laughs> Into for the Cultures Podcast. I'm your host, D-Boy. And I'm your host, Bex Bumble. What it do, Kaipo? We in the building. Uh, thank you all very much. We took a break last week. Yes, sir. Uh, it was really good to have, well, it, it wasn't really a day off. I know. Because we was at the Turkey Trot with Epi and Fanga with yes. Samoa Solutions and all the great community that was out. Uh, man, it was that was a big ass event. It was nice. The it ninth, was, their ninth annual. Yeah, Whoa. yeah. And, that's um, cool. An organization led by two sisters mm-hmm. and a and a swelter support from the community mm-hmm. um, have been doing this turkey trot for the past nine years. Next year will be the tenth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really. It's just grown every year mm-hmm. uh, with the amount of people that have been in attendance, and they had a lot of services out mm-hmm. for folks and. A lot of vendors. A lot of vendors. A lot of vendors available and just a lot of um, 
different co- folks from different communities yeah. come out to either compete, support, uh, in all forms. So it was really, it was a really great day. Wow. Yeah, it was a really cool. great day. And what we did is we went live for the very first time and was chopping it up with everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was quite an experience for us. We learned a lot. Yeah. Um, we got to chop it up with a lot of great folks. The Wayfinders um, brand. The youngest entrepreneur that I've ever met. <laughs> what's uh, what's oh, her? Oh, um, shoot. She, she does the scrunchies yeah. by Caitlin. Yeah. yeah. Wow. She's 13 years old. So cute. Um, she wow. makes her own scrunchies, her own bags. And scrunchies are in for mm-hmm. the young girls yeah. You know these days. And so that was really dope. We had the folks from uh, 200. 200. That was there. And then we also had... Um, Sister Web. Yeah, doula. Sister Web was there. There's going to mm-hmm. be a doula training for PI women, e- which is really oh, dope. E- All of that to say that it's it was a really great um, break we had. Yeah. We were in community. And break, if, not break, but yeah. And if mm-hmm. y'all were tuned in, hopefully y'all were able to catch that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to try to do... More adventurous things like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty adventurous. But we have a special guest with us in the building yes, today, y'all. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> um, this woman is amazing. She's doing great work. Miss Keke Vasquez is Kiki. with us, y'all. <laughs> How are you, Keke? Doing good. Thanks for having me here. Thank you for, for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for... Uh, giving us some of your time while you're here visiting with your family. Right. It's, uh, it's really great to have you. Uh, really quickly, I'm going to uh, take a stab at your bio. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> so born and raised in Hawaii, Keke Vasquez Tamali'i discovered the love of, for makeup and art at an early age. Keke wanted to be an artist, but Keke's mom said she needed to get a real job. Can y'all relate to that? Or can y'all relate? Right. <laughs> Keke is a former hardware and software engineer, worked for top wow. Silicon Valley companies around the world. Due to the dot bomb era where technology jobs were being moved overseas, Keke made the switch from engineering to hair and makeup. What? <laughs> Keke's talents and determination has grown from being a salon owner, master stylist, makeup specialist, and education <laughs> leader slash director, head of education yeah. <laughs> of multiple uh, Paul Mitchell schools to film advertisements, editorials, television, and celebrities. Keke is currently in, is that uh, I-A-S-T-E? Mm-hmm. How do you say that? Ayatsi. Ayatsi, local 706 as a union hairstylist, colorist, and barber. Don't forget that. <laughs> she She's a barber, y'all. She's trained and still attends trainings under beauty and business industry elites. Kiki's talents has been enlisted by some of the largest and most iconic fashion houses for seasonal shows, including Louis Vuitton, okay, Giorgio Armani, Gucci, and Oscar de la Renta, Mm. to name a few. Her hair and makeup work has been seen and published in Vogue, Giorgio Armani, Gucci, Calvin Klein, Performance, Jan Marini. Mm -hmm. Did I get that right? Mm -hmm. 
uh, Neiman Marcus, Ooh. NBC, Bloomerang TV, and many more. Can we just give her her dues, please? Yay. Can we give her her dues? What's up, KK? <laughs> What's up, everyone? Hey. I'm, I'm actually pretty low-key, so <laughs> don't let the Louis Vuitton fool you. <laughs> I'm fooled, okay, because I love me some Louis. But it's, it's so great to have you here, especially uh, having a P.I woman who works in the film industry to be with us because i mean for me personally i'm i always call myself an aspiring filmmaker because i don't feel that i've put myself to the to the level yet of just being a filmmaker but um i have so many questions you know you're you're an amazing filmmaker (laughs) i remember your some of your work and I I want to give credit where credit is due and you're you're amazing. Hmm. And I'm hoping that you still yes. push that forward because we need more filmmakers yes. like you in the industry. Thank you. We'll talk about we'll get yeah. Yeah, talk about it. hair and makeup done, so yeah. you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Just feed me some some boa or something like that. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have craft services done by our people too, okay? It's gonna be all PI. Exactly. <laughs> Yes, but thank you for um, for being here with us. What brought you back home to the Bay? Um, for this week is Thanksgiving week, mm-hmm. and then um, I have a couple of things that I have up here mm-hmm. that I have to bring down to Hollywood so we could work mm. for the remaining part of the show that I'm a part of oh, in cool. L.A. What show is that? It's called... Uh, it's it's a show. Ah. <laughs> it hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. Um, that I'm not sure if I could talk about that show, but uh, I could tell you who's in it: uh, Christina mm-hmm. Ricci, Juliet Hewitt, and then a few other um, young actor actors and actresses that I'm nice. not too familiar with. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I'm very fortunate, you know, to be where I'm at. That's what's up. Yeah. And we're fortunate to have you. Yes. Um, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> to and, chat. And... and thank you for bringing the spread of craft <laughs> services, okay? Craft oh, my services. gosh. So for those who may not know, craft services is a department on uh, different film sets and TV shows. It's always to have food available, to have drink available for folks so that they don't have to go outside of anywhere. Everything's just there. And Keke was so generous. She, and this is, of course, cultural right that she just brought a spread for us hella hella <laughs> i wasn't sure what you guys wanted so i brought like everything i could see and then ran <laughs> oh my too kind too kind we are thankful for you no i'm beyond thankful for you guys <laughs> You're good. you guys are taking this home <laughs> okay so Please. before we get into you know before we get into more conversation we always mm-hmm. like to ground ourselves and so okay. we always ask our guests if they would oh, okay. uh, be willing to cool. give us an offering or blessing anything okay. that moves your spirit so uh offering i could do monetarily as well but spiritually um can i lead prayer or yeah or even oh. have you guys chime in if you guys want to or no, however you would love awesome. to do it yeah awesome um so father god i thank you lord for bringing us together Father, and just revealing things within ourselves to share with our listeners today, Father, and just to show that there's, um, you know, we may appear that we have a really good life, like for myself, and um, actually just having to depend on you and just having faith and just going forward with our cultures, Father, that we just... 
we just love and adore you and we're just very thankful for Tom for being here today as mm. well and little Ginger <laughs> <laughs> and just my two hosts here, Father, just having me here to just share and break bread with them and um, just completely very thankful for all of our listeners and hopefully anything that we share that may inspire and change mm. you and empower you as uh, PI listeners and other people um, as well. You don't have to be PI, but just have the heart and um, mm. acknowledgement for for our people. And um, in Jesus' name, if you want to add anything else, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. <laughs> yes. Take me there, Father. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> Look at God. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so, you so much. much. Yeah. Thank you. I feel Thank grounded you. and planted. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, I was soaking in that prayer. <laughs> right? Very heartfelt. Oh, okay. I Man. Try. All right, bruh. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I had a pretty good Thanksgiving uh, week. I feel like this whole week was Thanksgiving because really? I had like a few different parties that were kind of scattered throughout um, mm. the week. So I had a, my work. A few you fresh. went to the um, in, Indigenous People I Celebration. Did. Did you go? I didn't go this Alcatraz. time. Alcatraz? Yeah, I, I always go too. Our cousin Cap was over there. What? Colin Kaepernick. For real? Yeah. He's always right. with That's the peoples. Good. That's what's up. I know. That's cool. And, and Danny Glover. I didn't know which oh, Danny Glover. I'm like, oh, which Danny oh, Glover? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess he's, he's always there from mm-hmm. what they said. So they oh, just I mentioned him. They were like, mm. you know, our relative uh, Danny Glover, then our other relative um, Colin Kaepernick. And we're okay. like, okay, everyone's relatives here. Out here for the people. Right? So it was really nice. It's my first time. Oh, cool. So at that How was it, sunrise. it was it was nice it was p- super packed nice. like hundreds of people there at like about four in the morning mm-hmm, um, until mm-hmm. sunrise and it was, it was cold as fuck I was freezing <laughs> my ass off <laughs> I looked at like the, the people I went with I looked there mm-hmm. I was like let's go I can't because y'all had to go on the uh, the, ferry, the ferry right yeah. to go to Alcatraz I mean damn it's, freezing. It's, it's been in the 40s lately, but to oh be gosh, on the bay, yeah, it was freezing. Chilly, I mean, really. But you know, the people that have gone like mm-hmm. years before, they yeah. they came with their blankets, they and came their with their chairs, like, yeah, right? their chairs. Yeah. They they knew how to mm-hmm. dress, so they Word. were just they they were smart. I, my ass was over here, like I know I'm good. I I my body overheats fast, so I'm I'm gonna be fine. I just need my <laughs> thin ass jacket. I mean, a sweater, and I'm good. I went over there, and oh, fucking everybody yeah, was like, cool. yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm all, uh-huh. <laughs> that's exactly because I went with Ruta was just like yeah that's what your ass gets <laughs> but you know thankful for her because oh, she gave dang. me her scarf and I was oh, able to shit. kind of collect you know other people's scarves I went with and it's like shit my ass was freezing into oh, hug. I, we, we left <laughs> seriously I honestly thought because we walked out the house and I'm like it's kind of cool it's not too cold this is good mm-hmm. so I left like a, I had like hella jackets in my car and I'm like I don't even need it oh, I, let's just walk to the ferry I'm good Got on the ferry, started fucking and getting in pneumonia and shit, fucking freezing up. I was like, fuck. Oh, Anyhow, and anyway, so I've been just kind of going through some things, um, just with in life and just with relationships in my in mm-hmm. my life. That's just been kind of you know, it's been a little. I don't know. I'm just kind of like, is this? 
good for my good for my mental health. Mm. This is bad for my mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been kind of struggling in and out mm. with family mm-hmm. and even with friendships. So, mm-hmm. uh, just one of the questions that um, I just really kind of pondering with like this these last few days is with uh, is um, basically uh, like, are you being a good contribution to the lives around you? You know, mm-hmm. and I thought, man, what. What a great question to ask y'all, <laughs> like, and how you guys feel about that, you know. But um, I mean, what are you being a good contribution to the lives around you? You know, for me, I'm. I don't know. You know, as I really sit and trying to do like a little self reflection and examine like all the people around me, like I think lately I've been trying to. I don't know if I've been doing a great job because of the people that have been kind of direct. You know, just really being super direct. And like trying to get my attention, they've been really just hella aggressive and tr- just trying to spend time without telling me they want to spend time. And it's just been kind of turning me off. And like, I'm like, I don't really want to fuck with you. And it's just been kind of like allowing me to really give bad energy off. And I'm like, shit, was that a good contribution? You know, because I want to be, I want to give good, good, healthy love to people. But when I feel like I'm being sucked, you know, and drained, and people are just kind of pulling from me. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You know my <laughs> Not mind. Not that way, bro. You know my mind. When you say when I'm being sucked, when I'm, I'm being like, oh, sucked yeah. out of my life. Let me feel, when I'm when people are sucking the life out of me, mm. you know, or just sucking my energy. Let me just remove that word, draining my energy. <laughs> Don't say that either. <laughs> oh, Lord, what the fuck, bro? I'm just mad. I'm saying it's know, that fart moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so I feel funny. like I'm of no use like you won't mm-hmm. get any good contribution from me mm-hmm. if I feel like you're like a mm-hmm. freaking vampire you know just sucking up all the energy so pose your question one more time partner yeah are you being a good contribution to the lives around you mm-hmm. you know that's just a question that I have you want to take that first I, I could take it first <laughs> <laughs> take Jesus take the wheel <laughs> um, for me Am I being a good contribution? I try to be like even working right now. Um, I'm trying to. Um, so my local union told me that I'm one of the first PIs that got signed on for full full roster. So I I have that um, I have that height of like I need to act right <coughs> and not be acting negative like other people. Mm. And um, I'm I'm a giver just like you. Mm. And people try to tend to take and take and take but at the same time you just have to learn that these people that are takers that are um also not healed in the right Mm. positions their hearts are just not where that where your heart is just open and giving and sometimes you have to be very careful with um just protecting it but for me i feel like Anything I do, I have to be very careful in um, my response because my response is like yours. Like, I'm going to kick their ass. And yes. I, I may be a Bible thumper at, at, at times, no but Bible man, thumper, huh? I am like someone to the core. I will <laughs> go <laughs> cut you up. <laughs> but, but at the same time, you know, you know, our, our actions are going to speak louder than words. And we have to be True. very um, loving and giving and People that try to suck things out of you, mm. I just try to tend to like, okay, we're just going to leave you at a far. So how do you do that? Like, do you just kind of, do you just like, not, just say, not address it? Do you just pull away nicely, ignore it? I address it nicely and then oh, you see how, okay. they, how they react. And mm. then if they react like, I'm going to remember it. And I'm like, okay, then let's, let's just have you at a distance mm-hmm. and give me a break. And then I'm going to continue with investing my time in people that are going to 
make me feel like, oh, this is a good spot, good relationship. Yeah. A, you know, something that I could actually work yeah. with and stuff. So how about you? Uh, I answer. feel like the um, that question is framed in a way where, um, like this is, what made, well, this is what it made me think about, right? Is that we're thinking about how we are contributing to yeah, other people's to lives. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm more concerned about how I'm contributing to my own life mm. first, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because um, then that means, I mean, for me, this is just me taking it that like I'm depending on um, on other people, I guess, for or, like I think so highly of myself that I'm somebody to all these people to feed into their lives. Um, where I'm not going to then feed into myself. Mm, and that's, that's something that I've really been trying to work uh, hard on and figure out and uncover yeah. uh, is that like, what is that? What does that look like for myself? Right. What mm-hmm. does mm-hmm. loving myself look like? What does contributing to my own life look like? Um, and so I think the framing of that question, I kind of um, not have an issue with, but yeah. I think just, see it from a different angle first right because it's that whole idea of like um putting your mask on first before putting on the mask of others yeah in the airplane right that whole analogy Mm -hmm. um and that if i can't contribute to my own life in these kinds of ways that i want to contribute to other people's lives then it's Mm -hmm. just not going to work because then it's going to end up being one-sided but i'm not and i'm also not a good person to I've I've I really struggle with like following up with like checking on people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my brother does this really well. He'll just call mm-hmm. out the blue. Him and my uncle, mm. uh, they'll call and just check in and see like, hey, how you doing? How's your mom? How's the old lady? How's mm. you know? How's your sister? How's the <clears throat> babies? And it's just a real you know quick chit chat check in. Nothing really too deep, and mm-hmm. it's just really good to hear each other's voice and it's. It's like, wow, that was nice. You know, yeah. I wish I could be that kind of person to do that. I can be, but I was just telling Kiki <laughs> earlier this morning because she brought all this. Um, I was like, thank you so much for bringing the spread. And then she said, I was like, that's so sweet of you. You know, so kind. And she was like, I try to be. I was like, yeah, it's it's a real it's a real struggle, right? <laughs> right? We really have to try hard because yeah. I'm really easy at being a bitch. <laughs> 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 I, could, I could be a real asshole real easy <laughs> but to be nice takes a lot of energy what? <laughs> but yeah no that's just how i how i took uh your question is just mm. that we need to feed all of we need to feed ourselves first before that's good feeding others yeah. if that makes sense and and that is a good contribution mm-hmm. really like you're 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 doing that to yourself, you know, like for the benefit of like, you know, like it's the people that have to get used to that, you know, like that's that is that's like a thing that we tend to like battle with. Like, oh, you know, how are they going to feel when we like, you know, like when we're doing a good thing for ourselves, you know, like we tend to like allow people to project their their judgment on what we're doing and make it look like something bad. But really, it's 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 for your benefit that I'm not around because I would have told you ass off or I would have been like, check, 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 you know, so. That is a good that is a good contribution, I guess, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it is. Like self is important because if you if you if you contribute to yourself, it's easier to contribute, you know, mm-hmm. cuz your that your cup is full and out of that spills every, you know, 
pocket yeah. for others. So, but I really one. like what you said too, Kiki, about like um, doing doing uh, doing what it takes to respond versus react mm. because you want to test out and see where things are going to go right where you mm-hmm. want to see where the other person is because then that can that can tell you which which way to go mm-hmm. right am i gonna go into this with you and we're gonna communicate and we're gonna have this conversation to figure it out yeah or are you just gonna be in your mood and stay there because then i'm just gonna have to retreat and yeah. peel back because i don't I'm not going to deal with that. I'm going to protect mm-hmm. myself and my energy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've been struggling with this really intensely the, these last few weeks. It's just, I'm, it's just been really hard to navigate, you know, um, through certain conversations with close people in my life that just seem to always have something negative. It's like, and then when you give them a positive, there goes another negative on top mm-hmm. of that positive. And it's like, it's just a non, it's just a cycle of our, the, how our conversation is always going. It's like, okay, so let's try this. Let's support you in this. Let's, see, how about this? Where's know? the moment for you when you just are like, mm-hmm. you know what? I gave you what I can give. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're, you know, like mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to give folks a solution. And if they're not taking it, then you got to stop. Yeah, mustering up all that energy to give away because then you're going to be drained right? and it took me to finally be drained for me to just just cold turkey cut Mm -hmm. I went silent Mm -hmm. I just stopped interacting with this person and you know I don't I really haven't heard back from this person to check in see how they're doing and how they how they feel with just me kind of going silent you know so but you know how do you feel about going silent I mean, there's a piece of me that is that you know that has always been used to being a savior in my relationships that feels bad, you know, feels mm-hmm. guilty, feels you know like I should go back and try to do something. But then there's a, another part of me that's like feeling rested, feeling safe, feeling like oh my gosh, I don't you know like I'm I don't have this negative energy around me. I'm not thinking about things that have been so heavy, mm-hmm. you know, because I just tend to really just. And, I, and I'm learning this now just even through someone in my life that has been kind of teaching me not to, not to carry the ball or the mm-hmm. weight of others. You know, mm-hmm. I've been I've been learning not to do it, but it's just a habit of me just, you know, when somebody comes and drops like some heavy news, I pick it up and I carry it. I don't I shouldn't. It's just mm-hmm. natural for me to just do it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even conscious of that until later when I, when I, you know, find myself just like super drained out of nowhere. And I'm like, where the fuck did this come but from? But see, that's where the self-awareness can come in to, because if you know this about yourself, right, yeah. you're aware. Yeah. That's like the first step. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The second step is to hold yourself uh, responsible, mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable to be like, okay, I'm cycling back yeah. in this same routine for sure mm-hmm. what what am i going to do to, to stop this because yeah. i already know the road it's going to lead to yeah right, right. no for sure and i'm saying this shit as if i got it figured out trust me <laughs> trust no, me I, no, I, know. I do not <laughs> no but i hear that because i've learned a lot in just uh, being aware after you know after me feeling so drained mm-hmm. i was able to kind of process and be like shit when my when what are the lessons in this? What 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 am I learning about myself in just response and reaction? You know, mm. there's a lot of things that I was able to walk away with. I haven't mastered yet, but I now know. You know, going back in, mm-hmm. that these are the boundaries that I have to create 
for the sake of just me, but I'm still going to support you through this. You know, like this is the capacity I have to give to support. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is all I can give, you know. So it's just about like creating healthy boundaries and being hella vocal about it. So I'm practicing it. I'm not having mastered it yet. I'm learning it. So, yeah. <laughs> ah, that's my TED talk, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's this other question that I had, too, about are, are your friendships one-sided? Like, that's something else that kind of went along with this question. <laughs> like, what's good with that? Mm. I'm over here using you guys as, like, my therapist. <laughs> <laughs> This is all my experience through, like, holidays, through just everything, picking up fucking stress through friendships and families. So you guys help me process our friendships one-sided. Can I ask, I mean, like, what is the, the, the intention, not the intention behind this, but just, I don't know, what, what has brought this about? I think... Just, again, in my little self-reflection time of just mm-hmm. me finally understanding, like, oh, shit, you know, discovering, you know, being aware of who I am. I've, I've realized that, damn, I'm giving more than, t- you know, receiving. Mm-hmm. So I haven't been, like, you know, I I haven't really noticed so, too many people check in on me, you know, like, hey, how are you? You know, what's going on with you? You know, like, there, there haven't, there has not been too much of that. But there's been a lot of that on my end, mm. hitting people up, checking on my family, checking on certain friends. It's like I've been doing all that, but that's just me doing it because I've been so used to doing it. And then I had to stop and think, like, damn, am I reciprocating this type, same type of love? Like, what's going on? You know, and it's probably more it's probably like a self-inflicted thing because it's, you know, like I'm doing it. I'm not I'm 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 pretty much setting myself up for this, you know, so I, it's not my friends or families. That's not their job to do the same. But it's just my unmet, you know, unexpressed expectation, you know. So, yeah. I could dig that. I don't know. So that was just one of the things I wrote. Y'all don't have to answer it. I just, you know, I'm just like journaling out loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. You know, I mean, our I think friendships it's good. This one-sided. is some real shit to process. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. How do you feel? I mean, yeah. usually givers, and you. it seems like you're a giver, Um we always tend to have the short rope in right. relationships or, or just in general. And it's, um, I feel like, yes, yeah, there's some people that I have like one-sided relationships with or, but um, it's, it's just, that's the way they are and you know how they are. You can't really expect too much from people like that. As long as you are the person you are, that's, that's a giver. Mm-hmm. And it, it tends to like get old yeah. sometimes yeah. and stuff. I sometimes I cut those people out really quick and I I I cut them like Do you let them like, know? You know, sometimes I don't. To tell yeah. you the they, honest they truth, yeah. they don't have to. Yeah. If they if they are invested in you and they're about to give you anything back and re- reciprocate the love that you give them, then they're not going to, you know, they're they're not going to really know that you cut them out a little yeah. bit. So and then invest in other people. That's why I'm very careful with Let's see who's gonna be my friend for today, <laughs> yeah. um, and just be very, very careful with who you um, bring in your life and stuff. That's and it's true. hard to to do that, especially when you have family that's takers and <laughs> and scavengers and hunters. <laughs> <laughs> that's real. It's is the truth. Some yeah. those people I do cut, 
And sometimes I let them know. Yeah. And yeah. I let them know up front. So. Yeah. Because you could only take what you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can true. only take so much. And mm-hmm. you don't have to be around people like that. Exactly. Um, if you don't want to. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes when there's functions, the important question comes up about like, okay, who's going to be there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah could, or like if you know, knowingly know you're going to go to something that, and you might see some folks, you know, it's just best to kind of just stay away. Yeah. Stay mm-hmm. out of the... That's right. Stay away from people's energy Mm because you really do have to protect yourself Mm -hmm. in these spaces, especially with family where it's like you have no. (laughs) No Sometimes there's no escaping it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and just really finding it in yourself to Mm -hmm. how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, And I think, I mean, for me, this is also raising a question of like how, like, how do you differentiate relationships, right? Because. Are you expecting this from each and every relationship? Hmm. Because what about those relationships we have with people where it's like, you know what? I don't need to see you all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't need to talk to you all the time. But when we do, it's like we pick up where we left off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Like there's that kind of special relationship. But That's then, rare. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like it's rare because I have a lot of those in my life, especially with family, right? Like, Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always wanting to see each other and connect, but we don't make the time or we don't have the time but you know when we do come together it's your cup just fills full automatically mm. right but then there are those folks that we have relationships with where it's like what about me mm-hmm. you know what about me do you you know what about us what about this and yeah i don't know it can it can get old mm-hmm. and it can you can start to develop different feelings yeah. where it's just like you know what I'm not going to invest as much as yeah. I have before or mm-hmm. allow you to get away with as much as before because it ain't doing me good because I'm over here yeah. asking myself what's wrong with mm-hmm. me or what mm-hmm. did I do wrong. And maybe it's got nothing to do with me yeah. and everything to do with you. You think it has also has something to do with expectation, you know, with the people that you have close relationship mm-hmm. they they have expectation versus family that you don't check in with as much you know so they, they don't have expectation for you you know so do you think it has to do with expectation like just people have expectations like they just expect you to just perform or do this for them because you guys have this close relationship maybe yeah it's the expectation and that's again that's something i'm learning just not to have any expectations. Mm-hmm. What expectations do you have, though? Because, or, or like, which expect, expectations do we have um, in ourselves with other people we have relationship with? Because then that's where those feelings start to come up. Of like, okay, this feels one sided. I don't feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comforted. I don't feel seen. And so, how do we address that? Yeah. Yeah, and and that's something again. I'm still learning. Like, do I expect the same love from them? Or do I just expect just some form of like love and attention or just feedback, you know, some some form of interaction? You know, I'm trying to figure out, like, do I just want a response or do I want the same response? Like, those are two different things that I'm trying to figure out what I want. Do you want exactly what you're giving? Yeah. Do I want exactly what I'm giving or just something, you know, like, just let me know that we're still cool. We don't have to. You don't have to give me just that same, you know, amount of love. But just let's just check in and, you know, make sure that we touch base. So, so. It's something that just... Check-ins are important. Check-ins are important. (laughs) Especially from people that you're really close to and love, you know? So Mm -hmm. they're very important. It makes you feel like 
it really makes you feel loved and just visible and there's I don't know. Hey, if you're listening right now, just pause, go check in with your friend. <laughs> Let them know that for the cultures they were talking about check-ins and we just wanted to do this check-in because I just feel like it's something that's important. I mean, how do you feel when someone checks in on you? Like do you feel loved? Do you feel like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like you How thought you of feel? me? How do you feel? I do. I feel loved and they acknowledge that they either miss me or mm-hmm. want to talk to me or mm-hmm. you know, just that love and I I like it. Do you like it too? Like just out of nowhere, it. right? Yeah, out of nowhere, not yeah. even knowing. I mean, yeah. like I was sharing, you know, my brother and my uncle, they do that a lot where they'll call and they'll check. And it's, and I, I strive to be like that. I just fail every time. Of course. Mm-hmm. But it does feel good. And, and I have a, uh, you know, I'm always checking in with um, uh, Alisi and Chris mm, and Calvin. Yeah. We have our, you know, we have, yeah. I have these different uh Groups, groups, yeah, that are of, of people that are important to me, yeah. But I don't give the same to each one, which I know I should, right? Mm. Like just recently, my you know a few of my uh, cousins who are my brothers and sisters yeah. as well, you know, we we try to initiate this thing where we have dinner at least once a month, yes. um, so that we can that. come mm-hmm. together, so that we can, you know, just fellowship in that way. We're all close. Yeah. We, we vibe well. We get down with each other. You know, we could talk shit and we could talk serious. And, yeah. Um, like they could talk to me in a way where other people can't talk to me yeah. <laughs> and vice versa. And it really just is that soul food yeah. that I need. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Does checking in also include texting? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Because mm-hmm. I always I wanted feel like to it know. Should. Yeah. I always wanted to know because sometimes when I'm at work, I can't really talk. Yeah. So I try to text people, or um, I'm I'm bad at it. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing yeah. against anything. It's just my I work like lots of hours on set and stuff, and I always wanted to know if um like if a text is sincere or anything like that mm. see i feel like the sincerity comes from the individual right because there's yeah. this there's this fucked up standard where it's like oh you text me all the time and you don't call me well um, damn oh yeah it's just not good enough right, you know right. like i am i am just <laughs> dropping a line you know <laughs> technology i don't have to write you a letter right, and send right, it right. in the mail i could just shoot you a quick text Cause I also feel like that whole. You're like, oh, wait, are we married? Like, what? <laughs> no, Hold it's on. real. Yeah, no, yeah. I know it's real. Cause it's like, you those want... are probably intimate relationships. Mm. Nah. No, I mean, uh-huh. well, intimate doesn't necessarily mean romantic. romantic no, right? yeah, okay. Mm. But uh, but also like, um, shit, I lost my train. <laughs> <laughs> it's this idea. Oh, the love you right? Like mm. love you versus I love you, mm. and there being certain weight to that. Like I love uh, you means more than just saying love, love you. It's like nah. What the? Why? Why does the? Why does the I dictate the f- <laughs> the weight? The weight, the frequency, the the amount of love I actually have for somebody. You know, right, like right. that's bullshit. So. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I think I've the, never heard that one. <laughs> you've never heard that? No. Mm-hmm. Whoa. The the genuine. I think it's uh, about the intent, mm-hmm. but also we mm. know that intent is different than impact. Impact, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. I think it just depends on the person, right? Like, mm-hmm. can this person be cool with just a text message, mm-hmm. or do I gotta like pick up the phone, and call this motherfucker, and just ask, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on? All right, love you, bye." Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think in in learning, uh, just with the people that are 
close and intimate with you, just learning their needs Mm -hmm. and them knowing your needs, you'll be able to understand, okay, Mm. with this friend, I have to text. With this friend, I will call, you know, and Mm -hmm. just kind of learning just the needs of certain friends will help kind of learn, you know, give just fucking an idea of like how to communicate better and how to work with this friend. Because not all all my friends love text messages and not Mm. all my friends love phone calls. So I got to just... Know that, hey, you're going to get a text and just you. You guys, you guys will get calls, but you guys will just get it like once a week mm-hmm. versus nice. texting is so much easier. Yeah. But the people who who uh, like prefer phone calls, they don't like text messages all the time. So it's like mm-hmm. just being sensitive to people's needs and knowing that is also a good thing to. That's good. You just said some key partner. And I think I don't know if you might have uh, mm-hmm. said this already. Kick is just that. For us to understand who people are, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that will help us in our relationship with people, right? Which mm-hmm. will go to the yeah. the ways in which we uh, contribute to those relationships, to those friendships, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if Kike needs a phone call, yeah, okay, I want to contribute to her life, so I'm going to give her a phone call versus a text message. Yeah, if Bex needs to be um, checked in on weekly right like i'm gonna just shoot her a text weekly to see how she's doing so that she knows that i'm like seeing what she needs and and keeping up my end of the bargain yeah but these have but come on friends okay if you're listening right now (laughs) you have to be an active friend right now okay you can't remember the old season bex that used to be available and so i'm gonna call her no you gotta know the bex now that it probably isn't as as available so now she's more of a text person you know so it's like again there's certain friends that just like and i'm literally speaking recent there are certain friends that are just like hitting me up and like listen we haven't hung out for months. Like, you don't even know what's happening in my life. Like, But you can't expect people to just... See, that's the other downside of expectation is that we're not communicating things yeah. mm-hmm. um, so that folks know, right? That's Sometimes true. we're leaving things unsettled and folks are left to figure, figure it shit out, out when, it's, when it could just be like... So check this out, bro. You know, like we, you know, we haven't been getting down the same way. Yeah. I, I really need my space and this and that. So communication is key. Important. Is important. We yeah. can't just as much as you know. We need to figure out people. Um. We know, like, if people are not gonna just give it to us and we have to figure it out, we we can know that, like, okay, well, I got to make sure I give this to people. Yeah. So that there's no blurred lines. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. that's true. No, that's true. <laughs> well done y'all well done yeah, that's good. thank you for being my soundboard <laughs> help me process there try to <laughs> but what could be you know like just before just to wrap this up yeah you know with your question and what you've been going through what is a solution you think that could uh benefit you in in the situation <laughs> I think it goes back to what you said earlier in just kind of this discussion, just just our level of awareness, you know, uh-huh. of just being aware of, again, the need, their needs and my needs, you know, and just, um, again, if I'm aware of my needs, I'll be able to communicate them. So if I'm not aware of them, I will, my friends will continue to do things and it's like, I'll be frustrated, you know, so yeah. it's just about awareness, being aware of uh, the needs of others and the needs of yourself and just understanding like, hey, you have, you only have this much to give and that is an, and being a content with what you have you know yes so just yeah awareness being content that's that's all i have cool cool yeah mm-hmm. 
Right on, partner. Uh, thank you, all. thank you. <laughs> but while we catch our breath, y'all go ahead and tap in with these community <laughs> announcements, and we'll be right back. back. Pacific Islanders of Santa Clara County Census 2020 outreach is launching. Please join us in our efforts to reach out and engage our families. Help us spread the word about the census because you count, I count, we all count. For more information or to join our team, text Census 2020, that's C-E-N-S-U-S 2020, to 650-898-4714. Once again, that's 650-898-4714. Or email census2020 at 1epa.org. Once again, email census2020, C-E-N-S-U-S 2020 at 1, the number 1, EPA.org. All right, welcome back. We are at my favorite segment, the ICU segment, where we give visibility to our people that are doing great work in our communities, in our families, in our workplace, wherever. Um, but yeah, so um, I'm going to see who I'm going to pass it to. Keke. Let's pass it to you. Okay. The person that or people that I want to do an ICU on is Tilomai Hill, Makeup by Sifa, and DC the Barber, um, all in the beauty industry down in LA. And I just want to give a shout out. I'm very proud of them. They're all PIs um, and they're amazing and wonderful people inside and out. And their skills are amazing. And I know they've been shadowed a couple of times, but I just wanted to give a reminder and love out to them. So I see you, Tilomai, Sifa, and DC. DC, nice. Awesome. <laughs> have you have you had a chance to work with these folks or you've just seen them in I, the I just seen just them a fan of the work. The fan of the work. I've worked with DC. He's a barber mm. up here and he's from um He's from out here? He's he's from out here, but he is Guamanian. Okay. So he's he's Shout a brother. Shout out to the Chamorro brother. Yeah. And um, that's it. He's the only one that I've worked with so mm. far. Nice. Oh, the other two, it's like, I see you. Right. <laughs> I see you out there. I see you. Yeah, it was cool because, uh, like you mentioned, I think Spulu, uh, I see you, Tilo, um, last time. And I looked her up and I was like, oh, I know her. She mm-hmm. used to work in Hawaii with yeah. uh, my sister, and, I need to follow these And uh, yeah, she was just like around <laughs> doing folks makeup and stuff. I know she's worked with Tanel. Oh, wow. On, on Tanel, one of Tanel's music videos and probably other things as well. So that's really dope to hear mm-hmm. that our folks are out P. there I. doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Someone. Someone. Oh. Yes, I want to Yeah. Cool. That's what's up. Well, my ICU this week, um, I been racking my brain you know i'm always trying to think of our pi folks doing things but for this week i'm i'm gonna step outside of our community and really give um this icu all of all of my you know just all my antennas have been locked in uh to lena waith and melina matsukas Mm. who uh melina is the director of queen and slim and Mm. lena uh wrote the screenplay oh wow and I just want to give my ICU to Lena Waith and mm. to Melina um, Matsukas because they created a piece of art that is instant classic, instant iconic film. Um, just from the from the gate, right? Like the film was amazing. It was beautiful. Um, 
and also, I guess it, this has been happening um, this whole week, right? Because the film was just released that uh, Lena Waithe has been liking everybody's tweets and yeah. retweeting stuff and all kind of everything, right? So I had to put my little two cents in and I was just, you know, showing my love and appreciation for this film. Um, you know, the iconography of the film mm. is amazing yeah. with everything that, you know, we are aware of that is um, black, right? Mm. Like black joy, black pain, black love. There's really this emphasis on the agony and ecstasy of black love that I've, uh, that I, that I seen throughout the film as a person who's not black, um, that I think they do just phenomenal, phenomenally. Yeah. And even shout out to the cinematographer. I don't know what his name was. I, I, seen the credits last night but it's escaping me but just this whole film the the intention behind it the the um the love behind it mm. the unapologetic uh ways in which it puts a mirror up to to society yeah. um it's it is phenomenal so yeah. i definitely recommend folks to go out and see this film um and talk about it, you know, and hashtag it. And I, I'm just inspired. Mm. I'm really inspired by Lena Waithe and uh, Malena Matsukas with just the work that they're creating, especially focused in on yeah. um, the black community, yeah. black identity, mm -hmm. yeah. black love. It, it really makes me, it, it, it inspires me to remind myself of like why I want to do film mm. and why I want to tell mm. our stories yeah. is because they're they're relatable and they're beautiful just like this and it's mm. and even this film is something that I feel like it's iconic because I've never seen any film like this mm. I mean there's a lot of oh you know nods and um inspiration taken from different uh films and different yeah. types of cinema that I think I'm just able to uh analyze because <laughs> that yeah. was my that was my focus of study mm. um but I just really feel that form of inspiration ignited again when seeing something so clever uh, and creative like like this mm -hmm. film. Yeah. So all of that to say, uh, Miss Lena Waith and Miss Melina Matsukas, I see you. Mm. Go see Qu Queen and Slim, y'all. <laughs> out in all theaters. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to go see it. I didn't know that I was out, so... I'll totally go see it. Word, would love mm -hmm. to hear. I would, we would. I would love to hear what other folks thought too, because I know everybody's going out to see this film. So, yeah. tap in with us. Let us know what you thought about it. It was intense, mm. but it was nice. The story is nice. Nice, really nice. good, really good storyline. All right, all right, y'all. Y'all go ahead and tap into the rest of these announcements, and we will be right back. Talofa Sholofa, this is your girl Afrotainit, and if you're looking for a podcast that has a Pasifika lens with a little bit of black Moa on it, then go ahead and go to SoundCloud and look up Afrotainit, A-F-R-O-T-E-I-N-E, and you'll find The Real Totala. I'm going to give you the capital T in The Real Totala. 
All right, Joe, so we are back, and I am excited to finally get into this segment where we get to chop it up with you, Keke. Hey. Because you have been alluding to a lot of great things that you have been fortunate to do in the in the industry, right, in Hollywood mm-hmm. and all the work you've done. And we'll definitely get to that um, later in our discussion. But right now, I just want to tackle a bit about who you are and you know, what you do outside of the film industry. And so, you know, off the, off the bat, a name like Keke Vasquez, right? Like, okay, maybe she's, maybe she's mixed with something or, or whatnot. Can you give us, can you tell us about, um, you and where Vasquez comes from? So I am, Samoan, Tongan, and then my mom's not telling me what else I am. <laughs> um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> and um, my uh, Vasquez came from me getting married at mm, an early age. Okay. So I had to get married and my name changed. Mm-hmm. KK Vasquez was actually a name that my uh, agent told me to use instead of my Kekepania Vasquez Tamali'i, mm. which is actually Kekepania Vas- uh, Tamali'i. They, I really wanted to use that, but um, in certain circumstances, people were actually misspelling my name and saying mm. my name wrong, and I've been called Kiki, Keke, Keiki, uh, that girl, that <laughs> big-haired, fluffy text, you know, um, <laughs> Um, uh, Afro girl that's over there. That's mm. that's the girl I want to talk to. And um, they felt that KK Vasquez was more marketable mm. and more of my branding that I should go forward with. And um, at the time when I did do that, I felt, hey, you know that that's a great idea. People could finally say my name. But as I worked in the industry a little bit more, mm. I felt more lost. Mm. I didn't know who I was. And um, a part of me, people are even questioning, you're, you're not even PI, you're not P- Pacific Islander, you're not Samoan, you're not Tongan enough. But I'm like, that's my roots. That's mm. where I came from. Mm. I grew up in Hawaii, went to Kamehameha schools, and mm-hmm. um, I did a lot of things that, you know, I even wear, even today, like everywhere I go, I wear something that's a piece of my culture. Mm. So people know when I come in, it's like, you know, our people are coming in too. Mm. My ancestors, my my background, everything is coming in. So you cannot stop us. Yeah, this is a package deal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So that's that's why I was like, oh, now it's like, oh, man, I, I have to, you know, really assure people in each production, like, you have to attach my name, my last name, because that identifies me big time by my dad's. That's my dad's name. That's my great grandfather. Mm. Yeah. That's my forefathers. Mm. And mm-hmm. it tells the history of who I am and mm. who we are to for me to be here today. And Come that's on. why I feel like I'm preaching. Yes. <laughs> yes. You preaching, preaching. <laughs> that's the fire. But I'm like, I'm like I, I can't. I cannot stress enough that so many people get it wrong still yeah. to this day. And I'm on top of it, like, dude, come on, um, please spell that name right. Mm-hmm. Give me that right credit. That's right. I worked hard for it. Mm-hmm. My dad and, you know, just my whole history worked for it. So Yeah. I love that so much, you know, because it makes me think about when I was younger and um, on my mom's paternal side, mm-hmm. the last name is Wilson, right? We have, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Scottish or English, some kind of white blood. Um 
But I remember being in school and folks always having trouble pronouncing Naha Ve'evalu. Mm. And it used to just piss me off and I would just be like, okay, I'm going to go by Wilson now because Wilson is easier. Mm. Um, you know, again, being, what, un- between the ages of five and ten, yeah, not yeah. knowing shit, not right? Knowing I'm just trying shit. to accommodate other people when it's like, what I know now mm-hmm. is like, no, you motherfuckers are going <laughs> to learn right. how to say yeah. this correctly <laughs> because this name is my identity, it's my lineage, it's mm-hmm, my ancestors. Right. And I completely agree. I feel like what you went through is yeah. part of the it's part of the things that have turned me off to thinking about the industry, mm-hmm. right? And Hollywood and all that is because they want you to conform or there's all mm-hmm. these you know, there's all this hoopla you have to You're correct. Deal with. And it's and I don't ever want to lose myself because yeah. of that. If anything, like that is what is going to be my voice in mm-hmm. in yep. film. And so I don't know. I hella feel that. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that to hear now you're being staunch on like get my name right, put my name in the credits mm-hmm. because it's important for us to see ourselves reflected. Right. You right. know, in, in that. And even... As a film student, Mm -hmm. this is something I learned in film school was that, you know, when films are over Mm -hmm. and the credits are rolling, Mm -hmm. it's rude to leave the theater before the credits are done. Right. Because all those people have contributed to make that beautiful film. Mm -hmm. That is so true. And so Mm -hmm. as a filmmaker, you better sit your ass in that theater (laughs) and wait till those credits Mm -hmm. are done because all those people uh, played a part in this Right, right. And and before I would always just be like, well, why I hate sitting here and seeing all these names. I don't know any of these people, mm-hmm. and I don't ever see any PI names. But mm-hmm. man, to know that we have folks like yourself and mm-hmm. other folks out there, maybe I'll see it up there. So I I really appreciate that. Oh, yeah. thank you, thank you. Yeah, that's that's really good. You make you fight for that. I I have to every day. Um, even new productions that say my name I'm like I have to constantly not I'm not trying to be a bitch or anything I'm just like please call me KK not Kiki and sing <laughs> yeah, that yeah. song and <laughs> yeah. I really I get that song sung to me every single time when I the bet. actor gets into my chair and like Kiki do you love me sit down man I'm okay. gonna try to cut your hair <laughs> oh let <So>, them hoes <laughs> <laughs> so it's um it's great mm. it's great to to have that and then now I realize that I'm not only working for myself but I'm working for others like our people mm-hmm. yeah. to making a stance for the cultures for the cultures giving us hope exactly, exactly. So we can get in there too exactly and there's I'm, I'm looking forward to having more of us in because me being the first in the local 706 is not is not going to stop Right, yes. and they told you that you were the they first. They actually told me I was the first full roster mm. hairstylist barber person, and wow. I'm like, I was dumbfounded. I'm like, where's our people at? Mm-hmm. Where's our representation? And then some actors that see me, they're like, Oh my god, finally a girl like you is, is in here. You know, you we see your people all the time in Torrance and Carson. Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's my that's my cousin, that's my auntie. Okay. <laughs> that's family, that's relative. <laughs> we don't only do football, but we do we could do your hair. Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. And, and that's and I nails. mean that's <laughs> that's the whole nails. like that's the the real hope of seeing you there is because mm-hmm. like for me I know hella people that do hair mm-hmm. makeup and they do it really well mm-hmm. that 
you know these sets can really benefit from from you know our people doing it. I mean, yeah, even I across agree. across this table, my partner over there say. got the barber skills. <laughs> she showed me she, her book. I was like, hey, damn. Was I'm handle for the culture's finest on the handle <laughs> with the Q and S. <laughs> She's really good. I thank mean, you, thank I'm you. shocked. I I'm like, damn. Our people's out there. You know, we're out there. I mean, there's more. There's there are a lot of great, great talent out there. Especially with the hair. Yeah. Nails, eyelashes, everything. You're out there. We need that in film. I got my sister auntie that do hair. I got my (laughs) my sister cousin that do the lashes and all that. Oh dang. Just really out here. We're out here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We're gonna have to do some filming. Network, yeah. <laughs> he's going to break us all in. Uh, that's yeah. right. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> Good. The number one thing for to be in film and TV is mm. the ultim- ultimate thing is to get your license. Mm. As a barber in California, it's 1800 um, Cosmo, 1800 Nail Person, 600. Mm-hmm. Um, you could do the crossover program yeah, where yeah. you could do Cosmo, which is you yeah. could do women's hair and mm-hmm. then do the barbering, which you should do because mm-hmm. you'll be dual licensed. Yeah. Um, that's the only thing. And that's the only thing they really look out for. And then if there's PIs, man, if you're out there and you're licensed and you want to get in, send me an email, send these two an email. We we need more representation mm-hmm. in our field. Awesome. Yes. Especially nails, too. I mean, I can't hate for the nails because you're a manicurist as well right i am i had to survive Uh-oh. i had to do nails <laughs> you know i i had to do something you mm-hmm. know i i had i have my license with um to do nails and wow i had to do it all and girl, to survive i've seen your nail work it's, oh, it's fire you. girl i was like girl i'm like don't look at it now but <laughs> <laughs> because um i've done i'm represented by artist services which is in the city and i did nails for sephora Mm. So all the ads, I mean, when I first saw it, I cried and I showed my mom. She goes, oh, I thought I, I thought you did clown makeup or something. <laughs> I'm you dead. Know, like, <laughs> fucking dead. Oh, oh, Damn, mom. That. Oh, I see something sticking out of it. Oh, that's so horrible. <laughs> but, and my mom keeps calling. So she's checking to see if I'm saying something wrong. <laughs> like, don't embarrass me in, in front of all these people. You know, all these someone and tongue and stick in a talk to me and tell me something that's true that's you true know, yeah. we love you mama <laughs> right <laughs> would you also say um because i i know this you you mentioned earlier what's the union how do you say it again it's um IATSE. IATSE. it's um the international something something my bad mm-hmm. um but it's local 706 in california it's for all the makeup artists makeup and hair people makeup that want to be folks. part of tv and film um, hmm. my, one of my sisters actually, uh, shout out to my sister Fish. Hey. Um, she's been, she's worked with Ava DuVernay. Okay. She okay. was in her film, uh, Middle of Nowhere. Nice. And then she's recently been casted to be a part of another project. Oh. And she actually went out for, um, I think she did audition for A Wrinkle in Time. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I don't think it panned out. But, um, my sister would always tell me that Ava and her people would tell her to get, into the um, guild or to register yes, or do something, right? Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. then it'll be easier for her to get more gigs and for them yes. to re- to get her versus like through mm-hmm. um, 
through connections and friendships. Yes. Because that's how, you know, um, that came about. And so is it also important for uh, folks to be a part of unions or, or get into, like, how would how would folks um, depending get on involved that kind of way? What her genre or categories that she wants to get into, she wants to solely, she works for an actor or a producer or filmmaker it would be easier if she was part of the local 706. Or what she could do is um, have the producer or line producer request her to be on any of these films. But the only problem with that is she only has that one connection. Where if you're part of local 706 down in L.A. and up in San Francisco, you could have like an array of different Mm. um, contacts and they'll be like, oh, she knows how to do textured hair. Mm-hmm. She knows how to do um, straight hair, whatever. Do perms. Do, do people need an agent before even doing all this? Or? Nope. No. Oh, oh, no. But, uh, um, I meant for acting because she was casted as, uh, oh, and as an as, actor. As to play a role. Yeah. Like she she had a speaking role in the middle of nowhere. Oh, shoot. And then in the new. Shout out Fish. Right. And in the new project. I think she also has another speaking role, but it's mm-hmm. small. But they urge her to be that's huge to though. get registered and to be part of SAG, right? Part of SAG, yes, yeah, so, so that it's easier. Like, mm-hmm. what what benefits do folks have, like being a part of something like these guilds or these unions? With um, with the guilds and unions, for her, she should go to SAG and try to be part of it. There's a fee though to join, and it's three grand. Yeah, that's kind of the. Uh-huh. <laughs> A friend of mine did the same that's thing. The, okay. Um, that's why I know this process with the actors. And she had a small little part, but mm-hmm. with her getting into SAG, she had open doors mm-hmm. with different opportunities that came in. Mm-hmm. Um, with unions, they work for, you know, they protect you, help for, protect you, and they also seek out opportunities. If they know that you're a right fit for a job, mm-hmm. they'll recommend you. And then you could work on that production or or film um, anytime you want. And the 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 price of being part of a guild or or um, union or any like SAG or anything like that, your amount of monies that you could make per per hour is pretty high. Mm. And then there's pension, there's medical and dental benefits. They're mm. way better than my engineering <laughs> medical benefits that I have ever I gotten. I bet. It's like almost like a hundred percent. I bet. Wow. Yeah. And that's crazy. SAG stands for Screen Actors Guild, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And three thousand is maybe a lot, but she could make a way lot more than that. It's an investment, huh? Because mm-hmm. I mean, investment. you know, there's there, there's also a good friend um, of mine. Well. That I know by way of community organizing, mm-hmm. um, Cisa Gray. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? Mm-hmm. She's done a she's done a lot of roles, and I think she just recently was casted to play in um, Taika Waititi's film oh. that he's going to do based on the soccer team from American Samoa. Oh, nice! Next goals wins. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So I know that there's like a few of our folks out there in the industry. Um, also, cool. besides CISA, yeah, that, like there's a there's a young man I forgot his name, but we out there, yeah, right. And so, it, I think this is all a new process and a mm-hmm. new understanding for us to to converse about because we don't normally see ourselves. A lot there. of people don't even share it either. By the yeah. way, mm-hmm. um, I had to like dig to get this information, and my friend that 
um, wanted to be or they were suggesting to be part of SAG. Mm -hmm. She also didn't know the process and I helped her try to get, you know, hey, let's figure this out together. So I could spread that word out to our people, you know, to to let them know because they're casting people for As We Speak in um, a film for in Hawaii and they they're having a hard time finding more Islanders mm-hmm. to play these roles. Mm. I mean, there's Dwayne Johnson and then John, Jason Momoa. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who else? Who else? That's in right. America. Of course, there's a whole bunch in, in New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. but they need like American played actors. Yeah, and there's not that many. And that's one of the things I always think about is like, because especially for me, right? I want to mm-hmm. create films that are with. Our people, by our people, for our people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not just for our people, but like, yeah, with us in mind. And it's like, the these um, these spaces mm-hmm. uh, don't exist for our people other than like productions at church, right? Where, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, we put That's on right. those kinds of things. But how do we create more opportunities for our young, for just our community to, to be mm-hmm. a part of these kinds of spaces so that maybe those those um, careers or those passions continue to flourish. Right, right. Just as much as we want a lot of our community to do these different things, we want them mm-hmm. to be doctors and therapists and lawyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but where are these opportunities for them to uh, be exposed to those kinds of things or to right. be, you know, inculcated into mm-hmm. these kinds of uh, programs? Mm-hmm. Where are those mm-hmm. available for them to then build what we need out for these things? Right. So... It's a lot of work. It's a lot <laughs> yeah, of work. We, we still have a lot of work. Can, we have a lot of work. Can you talk a little bit about your journey? Because you mentioned engineering. You did that for how long? How many? 20? 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. 25 to be exact. Right. You were an engineer before what this. What kind of engineer? Right? Uh, software and hardware. And you were an engineer out here in the Bay Area? Out here in the Bay Area. Worked for Intel, Microsoft, um, Look at HP, that. Look at that. Bank job. of America, Look at Wells that. Fargo. Job. The county. The county. The county. <laughs> the county you went to is school a for this. Yeah. I did. I went to school for it. And um, what school I did, did you really to? well, UC Berkeley. Okay. Yeah. And um, it was good, but I also had to, um, I, had, I had a little girl mm. at that time. <laughs> so it was really hard. Mm. And I wasn't really happy with that job, to tell you the honest truth. Like a few months into it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is torture. Mm. But at the same time, I have to um, provide for this little girl, yeah, mm-hmm. which is my 25-year-old right now. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I had, I had no choice. I had to, you know, work in this, work in that job and making the money and, you know, go with the day-by-day routines. And I wasn't really happy. Um, although I did participate in a whole bunch of um, like our quad four uh, core processors back in the day. And then um, I was also into information security, which I can't tell online what I've worked on, but I worked on a lot of that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's uh, it, it wasn't an easy job either. Like it, it became dangerous at, at times. and. Wow. That's another factor why where I was like, okay, it's time to like life threatening, dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And I have to say that offline. Mm. Why? Why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but with um, my my daughter, and then I had a son, and um, life just changed, and the divorce happened in my life, mm. and I felt lost, and mm. I'm like, what do I really like? And I had ladies in my mm. in my um, ever since I was small, and 
did some hair, did some makeup, some nails. Mm-hmm. And I learned to survive with nails back mm-hmm. in the day. Mm-hmm. Without know, even having to go to school for it? You just... I, I did go to like this uh, Laotian, <laughs> you know, this little um, shop where I didn't even know what they were saying, but they were showing me <laughs> how to Aww. do nails and stuff. And then, of course, I had continuing education when I went to Cosmo school and I did a little bit better with nails. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, it was like just painting nails, doing uh, acrylics and stuff to mm. try to make it, you know, make a meal and pay for my daughter's um babysitting because mm. no one didn't really yeah I didn't have really anybody to watch my kid my my daughter and stuff so it was it was tough and then after the divorce it was like oh my god where do I who am I why and I also went to bible college bible school wow. I mean I went everywhere because I was trying to find why did this happen to you me? went to Berkeley, you see mm-hmm, Berkeley. Mm-hmm. You went, you did cosmetology school right after that. And no, I I did cosmetology school way after, after Bible college. Just just um, I did like nails. Nails, like, okay. Yeah, a little bit. It, you don't need that many hours to do nails, but cosmetology was like a little bit later mm. afterwards. And do you think? I mean, just to kind of go back to Bible college, mm-hmm. was that more of an interest of wanting to go to Bible college, or more of like just I was going through this in my life? I kind of want to just that. this is like a healing thing for me. It was, was it, it was more of a healing thing mm. and trying to gain acceptance back into my family because at that time mm. my family did not talk to me. Mm. I I was kind of like the black sheep. Mm. And um, was it because of the divorce? Oh or? no! There's more. There's, mo- okay. there's more into that, like more mm. painful, mm. Yeah. very very painful thing between my parents, myself, and yeah. another person. Um, I see. And that stemmed from, you know, just I couldn't take it anymore. When you Word. when you do things, when certain things you could only take, yeah, and then you're like, that's it. You know, it's time to go. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, it is time for you to go. You need to leave. So basically what really happened was um, I I got kicked out of the family. And then I had to run away with my daughter. And that's why um, basically I had to take care of my own kid and provide. You didn't didn't have anybody to help. I didn't have nobody. Nobody to care for my daughter. And (sighs) I mean, I, I went through all these things. And then I thought I met the person of my dreams. And it's just not, wasn't it Mm -hmm. but at the same time you know um you know things didn't work out we try to work things out throughout the years and i'm like no it's it just didn't work out it wasn't it's it's time and i i decided man i need to ground myself even though i came from a pastor's family you're you're a pastor's daughter oh yes i am Mm. Pastor's daughter, great grandfather's a pastor. Everyone in my PK, family. PK, okay, generation, mm-hmm. <laughs> generation after generation. And what denomination? Um, well, they're Methodists. Oh, wow. I'm not uh, now. I'm non-denomination Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing. I don't have anything against them. They have their I you know whatever they, a lot of stuff that they believe in and. I'm just a different person, and um, I went through a lot with them, and I went through a lot with um, my divorce, too. I lost a lot of things. We had everything from being an engineer mm. to I was on food stamps. And mm. till this day, when I always look at my wallet, I remind myself with my EBT card yes. that, hey, you know, this 
humble beginnings. Humble beginnings, yeah. right. Humble beginnings. Know your place, where yeah. you came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll never forget because it was, it was like at a time where I was at my lowest of lows and I, 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 the only person I could seek was God. Mm. And to tell you the truth, when I was going through a lot of painful, painful things, um, I I lashed out on God. And I didn't. I said, you know, where were you when this happened or that happened? And right. and then when that passed, and you know, years came by, and I'm like, you know what? Why I'm going to Bible school? Why Why did this happen? And mm. went through some therapy, and you know, I. And then I realized that, hey, you know, God's been always there. And mm. I went through these things to to um, actually, whoever's listening to this could could think like, I'm not going to end my life today. Or mm. I, I have a better, there's always a better tomorrow. And, um, you know, there's, for me to be where I had nothing to right now, I'm like, oh, wow, financially free, mm. to tell you the truth. Hey, that's what's up. And, uh, and I'm like, I'm, I'm very thankful because I'm like, man, God has really brought me through. And if I offended anybody that yeah. don't believe in God, that's I'm, I'm cool with that too. But this is how I dealt with it right. and, and it, it worked out, mm-hmm. you know, it, it worked out. So, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I hear <clears throat> that you just went through like a... <clears throat> A consistent dark mm-hmm. time, I did. I did. you know, and I'm I'm just really encouraged to hear that you did because I'm trying to figure where did she give up? Like, at where in your journey did you give up to where you were where God showed up? Like, I gave up when I hadn't when I um, didn't have anything. Like, I had no money. My bank account was at negative nine two hundred and ninety something dollars. My daughter had no diapers and. Mm. Um, I had no car. My car broke down, and I was trying yeah. to finish cosmetology out here? school. Out yeah. here? Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Wow. I was actually trying to finish cosmetology school, and I was at my lowest of lows. And I, I was like, man, I wonder how alcohol would taste like. So mm. I decided to drink, mm. and I'm not gonna lie. And then, um, I. I'm like, okay, the, the drinking part is not working because one sip and then I'm on the floor doesn't work. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's that's out of the question. And I have a, I have a human life to to really think about that yeah. I have to really consider. And um, that's when I went into a church and it was just any, I think it was a Catholic church to tell you honestly and sat in the back and then I just started weeping and crying. Mm. Like, God, if you're really a god then show show me mm. and then i had phone calls from my um friends and they're like come and stay with me and stay on my couch and let's try to have you finish school and stuff you know cosmo school mm-hmm. i'm like damn that cosmo school is that hard <laughs> and heavy man right <laughs> it was like going through uc berkeley like, <laughs> well, i bet that was not easy that's, which cosmo school did um, you i to? went to paul mitchell, paul mitchell. well that's hey. why girl you went to the mecca <laughs> I wanted to go to the best the school, top, yeah. the, the top, and the only one that could accept me was Paul Mitchell. So I I went in there and they accepted me, who I am, no judging, mm. didn't judge. All I had to do was wear all black. Mm. Um, and I came in and I brought it and I was the oldest one on in the class. Mm. Oh, wow. They were, they were like 17-year-olds, 20-year-olds mm. was like the, and then here I am, 30-something 
like my late 30s and I'm like, dang, I hope they didn't. Oh, you're like a mom to me. I'm like, I ain't your mama. <laughs> if, you, if I was your mama, you just would be, like, I'll whoop you right now. Just like Queen and Slim. Just like Queen and Slim. I ain't your uncle. <laughs> I would be whooping you with syllables, okay? okay. <laughs> oh, so man. it's a, I, um, excuse me if I'm kind of um, oh, no you're like, good I, I don't mean to be like that it's just don't worry I'm not crying oh, okay just Shoot. in case you're like Here, here's some <laughs> napkins <laughs> here's some Starbucks napkins team tears over here <laughs> but yeah it's um, that's my that was my lowest of lows that I just cried out to God and said man I need you to show up because I don't have any family I don't have anybody to really look after me mm. I mean my baby daddy was like He's acting up and, you know, I'm I'm like trying to, you know, survive. And it's just my kid that I need. Just just take care of her. Do you, you know? re- do you recall that moment of when God showed up? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was like, wow, he did show up. <laughs> and then he show up. He, sh- he didn't show up right away. Like he just showed up like, hey, no subtle, huh? Just very subtle. Cause I was like, I need this. I need that, that, that. It wasn't by my expectations. It was by his mm. and it's teaching me to be more faithful and more depending on him. And it wasn't easy. Like, it, right. it was not easy. I, yeah. The journey, the to journey that experience wasn't easy. I mean, I was from, engineer to like nothing mm-hmm. you know and then here i am like oh i'm gonna go for food stamps and you know how embarrassed and prideful i was to try course, to get that yeah, yeah. i was so embarrassed mm. yeah, to from tell like you. going from an engineer to that yeah <laughs> uh and i'm like i could get up i i i need to st- you know i got an engineering job but the only problem was i needed to stop going to cosmo school mm. and it was it was tough i was like nope i i got into it i'm gonna finish it there's something about it that I need to finish. And then I learned more about the culture, the Paul Mitchell culture, and um, how John Paul de Joria was also um, homeless. Mm. Him and Paul Mitchell actually created, or um, Paul Mitchell, the company, out of $600 or $700, something like that. And wow. they were they were also struggling. And I'm like, okay, I'm... I'm I'm being inspired by that. Yeah. Let me just take my lazy butt. And I wasn't lazy at all. I <laughs> don't, I mean, I was looking for jobs and they're like, "You, sorry, the times were, I'm like, okay, God, are you telling me that I can't work right now? Mm-hmm. How am I going to sur- survive with this kid? So I was on welfare. Mm. And I was like, damn, man, this is, this is hard. Mm-hmm. And then people that were a part of my class, they were taking me to school because I had no money to, to even ride the bus. Mm-hmm. And then some of them were um, taking care of my daughter and stuff. So I, I had to have complete trust. Nothing really did happen to my kids. So um, That's a blessing. It's a blessing. It is a blessing. And then my ex, he started, you know, helping out and stuff. So that kind of got e- more easier. And that by that time, I started, um, you know, going for photo shoots and doing more hair stuff and competitions. And mm. I won competitions competitions in Paul Mitchell and I got more training. I decided to stay with them after graduation and decided to become an educator. Dope. And then look a specialist. At God. Look at God. <laughs> yeah, look at God. And it took a while. Because yeah. <laughs> he didn't show up right right there. He right. showed up like years later. <laughs> like <laughs> years kind of thing, you know. Because yeah. I'm like, you know, I'm going to teach this this hard-headed coconut girl <laughs> a lesson. Man, <laughs> resilience. I'm going to humble her to the core because, That's man, a powerful story. Wow. 
but but I'm I'm thankful, you yeah. know. If without that, all that happening, and you know, I I could go into further, but my mom said, "You better hold your tongue." With, That's good. With, yeah, and I'll, I'll I'll share that after the recording yeah, stops, yeah. <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Oh." But see, all of this is too much for a five year old. I'm like, only if I, I'll tell you, and then you'll be like, oh, mm-hmm. you're like, that's, oh, that's what happened. And my, I, just out of respect of my mom, she's still alive. My dad passed away, and um, that was really hard. I, that's when we started coming back, was when he was about to die, like, several years ago. Mm. He decided to bring us back and say, um, apologize, and... I um, walked through um, to his deathbed, and then I said, you know, if God gives us a chance, maybe you you could um, be healed, and I could say, I'm sorry, too. Mm. I know you can't hear me, or because my mom said, you know, he wanted to say he was sorry before he went down. Mm. And then I, I was at his bed, and to tell you the truth, my heart was still, like, rock hard, like, I hated this person so much mm. but I had to say like you know what God I you worked in me let me just and then God just miraculously healed him <laughs> and I was like I was kidding God <laughs> I was kidding <laughs> no cause when he woke up he's like oh you're here yeah uh huh I'm sorry too but yeah you know I went back mm. to like torture and stuff like I was like oh my god god help me Mm -hmm. but you know god did help me to go through that and we had a better relationship for the year that he was alive and he went out fast like just like that Mm. um and that was like a year and a half ago not too long ago so wow it was tough um and when I say my dad, that's my stepdad my stepdad Mm. passed and Mm. I grew up with the Tongan side of the family and my my dad is Samoan mm. my mom is mixed and I don't know with what because mm. <laughs> she never tells me and I always tell her like what am I mixed with because I know yeah. I'm different mm-hmm. and um, it was hard growing up because no one really I never connected with my my cousins mm-hmm. that they called cousins mm-hmm. and then my brothers that they called brothers but I connected with the ladies mm-hmm. and that's why I keep them at a certain height in my life right that I have so much love and respect and I've been loved and respected by them um, completely and I owe them my um, certain ones that um, in my life that really accepted me um, I owe them all my thanks and not only to God, but also to them to actually lead me in this, in this route as being a heritage stylist and makeup artist. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you um, to describe the moment you knew you wanted to pursue a career in Hollywood, doing hair and makeup. Cause you've talked about, uh, going through Paul Mitchell and mm-hmm. even staying with them and becoming an educator and um, teaching. But when was when was that moment uh, or describe that moment of when you were like, OK, I'm going to go this route. Mm-hmm. That aha moment. like oh. The aha moment was when I worked um, all day and a night. Uh, Joe Robert Cole was the director and mm-hmm. he's the 
uh, co-writer with Ryan Coogler for Black oh, Panther. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he actually brought us to LA, and there was some things that was happening during that time where I was more of the regional um, hairstylist, where we could only work in the Bay Area and part of Napa. And then he was trying to get us to bring the Oakland vibe, the style, the the attitude that came with Oakland. And he, we had to do reshoots, and it was in L.A. So um, we had to go through, jump some through some major hoops to get us to work down in L.A. And I was like, you know what? It's time for me to um, be full roster, where I could work anywhere in the U.S. or work with Local 706, <clears throat> excuse me, as a hairstylist and barber. And um, not only that, they were saying, oh, if you become full roster, you'll be the first PI. I'm like, the first PI? Mm. Are you serious? There's no PIs that has ever been full roster. That's ridiculous. And that's when I decided, not only for myself, but for our people mm-hmm. to represent like, hey, you know, if there's no PIs being in full roster, I want to be the first. Yeah. Or if I have, like, I'm almost there, I'm going to do it for not only myself, but our people. That's so that's so. that's why I wow. did it. To tell you the honest truth. Yeah. And every did day. for the coaches. <laughs> and coaches. I really did. And mm. um, every, like I was telling you guys earlier, like I'm, I'm in like either a Hawaiian shirt or a Samoan shirt or yeah. something that represents us. You'll always see me wear my, you know, my, your bracelet. my bracelets, yeah. my some identifier, yeah. some identifier to identify that, hey, it. we have our people. Mm-hmm. Here, we're, 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 you're bringing yep. visibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm going to let other parents know, you know, Tongans, Samoans, every single PI yes. parents that, hey, you're, your kid could also be a hairstylist or barber right. and not be like my mom. Oh, you're, you're a clown maker. <laughs> you do the clown makeup. <laughs> you do the clown makeup. <laughs> let me, yeah, let me tell the people real quick, just some of the the stuff you've been a part of okay. um, that I researched on your oh. Instagram, of course. <laughs> uh, you worked on different films like The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, you were the key hairstylist second unit on Us. Yes. By Jordan mm-hmm. Peele, which hey. is dope. Mm-hmm. Um, you've worked with celebrities like Paris Hilton, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson, mm-hmm. Sybil Sheridan. And uh, what's cool, you know, learning from you is that you actually did the coloring on Tessa's hair um, for Sorry, Sorry to, to Bother, bother you. you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you've also worked on different things, like different shows like 13 Reasons, mm-hmm. you know, all of these great things. And so all of that to say... Tell us some of your most memorable moments to date working in Hollywood. Uh, my most memorable was, uh, oh, there's so many, but um, what I could think of is working with Aubrey Plaza. Do you know who Aubrey Plaza is? No. She's hilarious. Um, she was part of Parks and Rec. Oh, okay. And we filmed in New York, and um, she had a Merkin. Do you know what a Merkin is? A Merkin. Oh, no, I'm thinking about Birkin. <laughs> What's a Merkin? A Merkin is like a cover-up of, you know, the 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 women's 
you know, vagina area. It's mm-hmm. it's like the cover up of, and it's actually hair that you you actually have to stitch in and stuff. Oh, so it's like a underwear, but you're not really seeing their hair. You're seeing a fake hair. Oh, oh that's yeah. a merkin. That's okay. a merkin. Okay. <laughs> well, I learned what a merkin was that day because um, <laughs> when I went into the room, I didn't know that they were putting the merkin on um, this actress, and she was gyrating when I came. She goes, Look at me. <laughs> Like I was, I had this face, so that's why you see that face on um, Instagram. And this is the only story that I told people. And she was gyrating. I'm like, oh my god, she's naked. I could see, like, oh, she's the v, the vagina area, the JJ, the JJ area with some hairs and stuff. I see it and I'm all. like, that's a merkin. I'm like, that's not a merkin. That's for real. She goes, no, it's real. Look. And she keeps like gyrating. I'm like, girl, you, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> like you need. Jesus and she starts Jesus help the Lord. She starts laughing and she'll never forget that and I I'll never forget that and that's our joke on Instagram and that's the most memorable. Like I had so much fun. A lot of these actresses are are good people. They're, yeah. they're actually very nice. And then there's not the nice not so nice people that you just have to work with. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? I try not to pull their hair. <laughs> I try not to cut it. No, just kidding. I'm, I'm so kidding, you guys. Um, I just deal professionally. Very, try to be pleasant. I've had people like not being so nice, and um, I'm just very pleasant and nice back. Are people always asking you, "Are you related to The Rock?" <laughs> yeah, they always do. Like, do you know The Rock? You know, you all Samoans are the same. And I'm like, no, he's not my cousin. Um, <laughs> I've never worked with him before, uh, but I've heard that he wants to hire more PIs. Just That's like good. Jason Momoa, from what I heard in That's Hollywood. Good. So yeah. it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But like I was expressing earlier, there's not, there's not enough PIs right. yeah. in the industry. Can I ask you about The Last Black Man in San Francisco? Of course. Just because that, yeah. I really loved that film. Mm-hmm. I seen yeah. it earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the story behind it, right? Right, right. What was it like for you to work on that film, especially because it has roots here in San Francisco and they shot in areas familiar to a lot of yeah. you know, our PIs, especially Samoan folks mm-hmm. uh, over there in like the Bayview, Hunters Point area. Yeah. What was it like to work on that film? I learned a lot. And each area that we went to, there were PIs mm-hmm. there as either security or holding down the fort. Mm. The, in Hunter's Point, <clears throat> I didn't know this, but we learned that um, once you come into a jurisdiction where there's gang related, they let you know by firing um, bullets in the air. And then there was a Samoan gang um, representative that came by and He's like, what's, you know, did you guys talk to and negotiate anything or ask that you guys could film here? And I, I turned around. And I said, oh, wow, PI, yay. He's like, oh, you're a PI too. I said, yeah, we didn't know anything about this area. I'm not, I'm just a hairstylist barber. He's like, it's, it means so much to just acknowledge people mm. in that area before you come and film. Mm-hmm. And then there was an acknowledgement, like the director, Joe, he did have that acknowledgement. And um, and then I'm like, oh, 
tell the Samoan gangs like, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> There's a girl that's doing some hair, maybe some free haircuts or something. Wow. And we have to do Grace. whatever, man. It, right. But it was, it was like, it was an empowerment. Because the director kept on like, you know what? There's not any enough PI mm. background mm-hmm. people. I need you to go. I'm like, no, I'm the, I'm the hair person. How am I gonna watch hair? It was just just stand right there. Because mm. it was it was to a point where he was seeing like there were not only the last black man, but there was also a lack of PIs mm. that was represented. So that's that's the thing about that film was it was deep, and we also. I mean, we went through a lot with that film too. Like, um, we didn't get paid that much because mm-hmm. it was a low tier film and it was being, um, but it was my first film being a key. Mm. And it, it was, it's great. Like, I've met a lot of Samoans, gangsters, and everything from all walks <laughs> of life, even right. people that were high strung out in drugs on, on the street mm-hmm. and then trying to, trying to preach to them about, hey, you know, there's, there's a way and, even though you think that you've been through a black hole, I've been through it too, and mm-hmm. let's guide you out of it or something, you know. But um, that was like the best film that I've ever worked on. That's amazing. And the lowest paid one. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do it for Not the money. Lie. You didn't no. do it for the mm-hmm. money, right? You did it for the I, experience. I did it for the experience, and it it it's won so many awards yeah. with yeah. it. It's not even funny. You're attached to it. I'm attached to it. And I feel like... For me, and I hope, and maybe for many of uh, you know folks who are listening too, is like mm-hmm. to see these films. Right, we're going to see them differently now because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I know a Samoan sister yeah. that worked mm-hmm. on this film. Mm-hmm. Oh, you see Tessa's hair there. Oh, a Samoan woman did that. Right, yeah. it's yeah. really, it really gives weight now to what we view when we know nice. that we're that our community was a part of it. Yeah. Um, and so, just and I did in, color on that too. Like, um, there's, I brought my iPad. Duh. I'm not supposed to get some work in there to show you guys visually. Yes. Pull out the Gucci straps. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> yes. It came. It it took a long time to to build this Gucci strap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, pay the bills first right. and stuff. Um, but like, these are a, a list of actors. Look at Tashina. Tashina. Oh, that's the whole cast. Yeah, we have the whole of... cast on here. See what? this dude right here. Oh, yeah. I don't know he's from uh, Sunnydale because I seen him. He's um, good people. Yeah, What's he did a video. Um, Kofi. Kofi, but his real name is Jamal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have. He was name. in a Kofi video. Zeddy. Was... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah, and then. Um, oh, that white there's... woman got on my nerves in the movie. Oh, did she? <laughs> she did. Let me go back. So this is a list of like actors and mm. I'm showing them um, a app that actually tracks. So I track down our progression in each scene. Oh, dope. And how if the hair goes like this, but we're we're filming in not in chronological order. We're yeah. filming like in different numbers. So if the hair goes like this and we come back to the scene, I have to like curl the hair like this right mm. make sure continuity mm-hmm. is yeah so hair continuity is like really big for me and mm-hmm. this is what it does and then there's the other one that i was talking about you uh talking about all day and a night mm-hmm. where you see jeffrey jeffrey Wright. he's like a brother like mm-hmm. a pi brother uh-huh. that brother's funny and then austin um ashton and everybody else 
So it's a it's a list of different actors and stuff and scenes. That's and cool. Stuff. That's a great yeah. way to keep everything mm-hmm. together. And then I show like certain things and stuff. So that's what I wanted to show you guys. Thank you. Yeah. That's awesome. Can I see? Yeah, of course. I'm so scared of you. <laughs> Don't be. I just want to touch these Gucci straps. <laughs> so I know um, you've alluded and mentioned mm-hmm. uh, a few times about like you're you don't see our PI folks in, mm-hmm. in this industry in any in any form, but you, you're aware of folks out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does it feel to not see yourself reflected in the industry? It feels lonely, mm-hmm. to tell you the honest truth. Like, um, a lot of people don't understand, like, you know, certain foods I eat or if I see another PI, how excited we are when we see each other and we embrace each other. Mm-hmm. And then family, like a lot of um, people that I work with aren't really close with their family. And I wasn't for for quite some time. For a minute, right? For a hot minute. And then now it's just coming about. Yeah. Family doesn't have to really, I mean, it could be blood, but it could also be your extended. Right. Your chosen family. My chosen family and extended family too. I'm really close with my extended. Mm. Yeah. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. That's what's up. Um, so what can we look forward to uh, with some projects that you're going to be a part of coming up? Um, yeah. There's um, several that are coming out and I can't even... We can't talk about it? No, but well, it's... we'll make sure we... There's Christian ones that I that I got on, on top of it. Um, there's several other ones that hopefully um, they'll come out. All Day and Night is a big one mm. for the Bay, especially. Because mm-hmm. oh, nice. it's... It, reference about a life of a you know of of a character or one of our um ashton which is jacor mm. and what he's gone through when it goes through different periodic times what he's gone through and why he became who he was which was he was on trial for for a killing mm. and but it shows his life why he led up to that point and um it's a it's a powerful film that film for sure um, keep an eye out okay. oh, for that's it. So dope, because mm-hmm. it also brings the Oakland vibe. He he hired mainly Oakland people. Or even though I'm not born and raised in Oakland mm-hmm. or in San Francisco, but I know our yeah. styles and right. stuff like that. So hopefully one day, I'm I'm hoping to God that um, I'll get an Emmy out of something. Yes, put it out there. I'm putting it out there. Yes. I'm like, God, I know I Cuz how can Emmy. you how can you win that Emmy? So to win an Emmy, usually you have to be voted in mm-hmm. and you have to be a part of um it would be you have a better chance if you're a part of the Television Academy, mm-hmm. which I just got on. Nice. So I just got inducted into it. Yes. So cool. I, didn't, I didn't even announce on my Instagram, so I'm like, I'm working really hard and I'm like, I'm not only doing this for myself, I'm actually doing it for us as a culture. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, but don't ask me for money. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> but what are you what are you doing to keep your skills sharp? Like are you constantly learning, going to more schools and seminars to be, oh. you know, to stay fresh and on top, you know, of like your cutting. Yeah. That's right. a that's a great question. And yes, I still go to um like a lot attend a lot of training yeah the next training i'm going to is in hawaii and it's by paul mitchell so it's the hawaii seminar that's in the big island and i always go to that one nice but i go to um i constantly like practice Mm -hmm. on 
on um, doll heads and people even come in. Like if you ask me for a haircut, I totally could hook you up and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, it won't cost you a thing. Like I'm not about money. Money is not my thing, mm. even though it pays my bills. But um, my thing is connections and mm. having deep, deep, loving, giving connections. And if I don't have that and I have some negativity and stuff, I'm like that's enough. Yeah. And life is short. It's time yeah. to cut it out, even though it might change my my heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, you just need that. You need all the love that, that you can. Yeah. That's such a great point because I know that, you know, my family members who do my hair, mm-hmm. well, one in particular, you know, it's time. It, it's times like that that we cherish because we get to feel a lot with each other right we get to spend time and and nurture our relationship and Mm -hmm. we get to catch up and have conversation and every time she braids my hair shout out to neeks every time she braids my hair you know she can braid right she's fire you you seen her i seen her i was like dang we need her if if you need her we need her i could get you in contact with her for reals i'm like okay serious but you know when she you know like she'd be hitting me up sometimes like what's up bro you know i miss you come get your hair done so we could catch up. And it's like, yeah, those are our moments where we do get to check mm-hmm. in and catch up. And, and it's also like just getting, you know, our, ourselves taken care of, even when like going to get my hair cut or whatnot, like there are so many relationships mm-hmm. that folks behind the chair have with people yeah, yeah. that make it special, you yeah, know? So totally. I had a, I had a love that you said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so who's much. Your, who's your inspiration? Like, who like who are the, some of the people out there in the Hollywood field that's like you're super inspired by? Um, I am really lucky to work with um, Marie Marie Larkin. She's she's actually a really good hairstylist. So I'm really fortunate that we're on this project together right now. Mm. Um, that I have to fly back to LA for. She's an amazing hairdresser, and she's represented by Milton Agency. And that agency only represents the best of the best mm. hair people in the hair in the hair and makeup industry for film and TV. So she's like my um, number one person that I usually wanted to meet and work mm. with. And she's like sharing information every day. I'm like, whoa, blown away. And I'm free like, nuggets. free nuggets here and there. And yeah. I'm like, man, I'm thankful for people like her. Yep. And then there's another guy. He's in Atlanta. His name's Charles Gregory. Um, that another familiar. he he's actually the personal hairstylist for um, all of the Tyler Perry okay. movies and sitcoms and stuff. He mm. is his person, mm. and he's won Oscars and Emmys. And I'm like, I want to be like these people. Yeah. Are you so even me... starstruck anymore? Not anymore. <laughs> I, I, I tend to not watch TV too much because I'm I'm like, I mean, I I was starstruck by one person because I already watch a couple of things with them and that was Sybil Shepherd and I didn't know how to react when I <laughs> oh, saw her. School. <laughs> She's old school. I was like, oh my God, I used to watch that. Um, the show with her and Bruce Willis? Mm-hmm. What was like, that show over called and over, Moonlighting? Moonlighting. Mm-hmm. Like over and over wow. when I was in my lowest of lows and I'm like, you were like my my inspiration. She's mm-hmm. beautiful. Beautiful person in and out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was a pleasure Still. to work with and do her hair and stuff and she she's such a giving person too so i'm really fortunate to be working pe- with people like that yeah yeah 
You wow. have such an amazing story. I mean, powerful. Yes, powerful. There's so much resilience, so much determination. Yes. Thank you. And perseverance that I am really humbled by your story. Not so only much hope. Yeah, not only just by you know the field you're in, but like what it took for you to get there. It it wasn't easy. Right, and yeah. it ain't easy. Mm-hmm. But but with grit and with grind and with mm-hmm. resilience, like you can make it through. Right, right. And I really, I mean, we're really just super humbled Honored. and grateful Aww. that you're here to share with us and with the people you know like right. this right is on. gonna be this conversation is immortalized <laughs> <laughs> I hope so <laughs> and you know we'll, it's funny we'll be able to look back on this mm-hmm. to see like where you were at this time to where you are two years from now oh my god right? I'll, I'll never forget it I'll be <laughs> like hey I got some cupcakes <laughs> <laughs> what is one thing that you, you, you know what's a message cupcakes? that you <laughs> <laughs> what's a message that you can get that you want to give to like mm. folks in our community or just folks out there who you know um, who want to break in this yeah field. who want to break in who want to pursue their dreams but um, you know are fearful of doing that because it does take a lot you know I don't know do you have it any does. any words of encouragement or anything I like that? feel that um, if you're led to do this and I'm probably talking to my sister on the left over here this, this day I cannot believe the powerful hey, haircut if I get in there this guy has to already be doing film okay because we can't leave this Amen podcast that, so. yep. until he gets called out I'm getting called out so I say don't be fearful just go for it go all for it mm. and if I could make it I mean if I could tell you the whole story from the ground up how what I've been through right you could do it you could definitely do it and um, don't listen to anybody that tells you hearsay that you can't do it because of your responsibilities or whatever you can do it there's programs out there like Paul Mitchell has one where they give scholarships out Mm -hmm. and um, it may not be the whole thing but it could be partial but I say go for it you have nothing to lose you'll never know if you just do just take a step towards it um and keep going because if i could if i could do it you could do it with children you mm-hmm. did it with, with children child. without without being uh kind of you know kicked out of the family like you said kicked out of the family people i mean not even have any money to right. take care of my kid god will always provide if even if you don't believe in god mm-hmm. that god will provide for you and that's my motto is to, you know, look on the brighter th- brighter side of things and not really pay attention to the negatives and just mm. keep going forward. Word. Thank you so much, Thank you. It's really been a pleasure. Super inspiring. How can folks uh, get in touch with you or stay stay afloat with what you got going on? Um, um, Instagram, mm-hmm. even if you just want to say hello or chit chat, even if you don't do any um, hair or makeup, I mean, I'm I'm down for whatever you guys want to speak with, but don't speak crazy. Yeah, I don't speak <laughs> don't crazy. Get okay, crazy. Talk yeah. to me nice. <laughs> Talk to me nice, but I will try to. What's your Instagram handle? It's just um, KK Vasquez. K e k e v a s q u e z. 
But when you see it, you'll see Kiki Vasquez Tamali'i. Are you pretty good at replying back? I I am she is. kind of. That's yeah. how we, you know, yeah. got, we're able to get mm-hmm. in touch. So in touch. I, I, I know because you added me back fast. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out. We can testify. Right. Um, but thank you so much again for thank being you for here. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. We're really fortunate to just. Oh man. What a beautiful Super story. Inspired. Yeah. Oh, I'm thank ins- you. I'm How many inspired. more filmmakers do you have to be around with this guy? I'm telling know. you. He needs to go back. I know. He, he does. Yeah. Got, the universe has been talking to him, put, putting thank hella you. filmmakers around mm-hmm. him, being inspired. Like Lena Waithe gave him a shout out, reposted what? his his um, his um uh, post on Instagram. It's like, what else do you need? Just do a short or something. Yeah, you know I know. I, mean? I, need, I, mean, I really want to start um, doing those oh, things. Oh, cool, cool. Because... Like you said, right? I can't. Mm-hmm. Fear is just going to continue to hold me back. Yeah. And I got nothing to lose. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, just keep building, right? Same as Joe for The Last Black Man. Mm-hmm. He had nothing to lose, and look what happened to him. Right, right. Okay, you're preaching, preaching yeah. again. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, as always, folks, you can tap in with us on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at For the Cultures with a Q and a S. And if you want to drop us a line, um, hit us up on email for the cultures at gmail.com. Um, and if you would like to donate to the podcast, if yes. you love what you're hearing and you just want to support somehow, also, uh, or no, support monetarily, uh, we have a PayPal. It's paypal.me backslash for the cultures. Um, and so as we tried the last episode, really to close us out, we are going to, um, Ask our guest. Our guest oh. actually has something prepared oh, <laughs> for us. Uh, like, oh shit! Hold on, God. <laughs> you gonna cuss and say God? <laughs> She's got a, a quote for the cultures uh, to send us on out of here. Okay, it's um, in from Romans fifteen thirteen. Mm. May the Lord of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that's my quote. Thank that you. I live by. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Power to the people, y'all. <laughs> we'll see y'all on the next episode. Yes. Peace, Peace love, love, and happiness. Bye. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.